or what is the reason for possible podcasting podcasting but don't know how do you want to make money from your podcast do you want your podcast to be broadcast on various platforms you have one single answer to all your question anchor anchor helps you to create and edit your podcast it shares your podcast across various other podcasting platforms like spotify breaker google podcast all you need to do is anchor this cannot record your podcast and anchor does the rest anchor the one stop podcasting platform for you morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at the life of one of the greatest indian revolutionaries ever who shot himself to death on this date in 1931 at allahabad rather than surrender to the british chandrashekhar azad one of the greatest indian revolutionaries ever a man who was an inspiration this great revolutionary was born as chandrashekhar sitaram tiwari on july 23 1906 in the village of bhavara now located in alirajpur district of madhya pradesh his father pandit sitaram tiwari hailed from the unnaw district of uttar pradesh and had a small job as a clerk in the forest department located in the midst of thick jungle surrounded by hills and valleys this is where chandrashekhar would spend his growing up years Though Sitaram Tiwari was not very well off and had to struggle due to poverty, he remained honest and never served to earn money by illegal means. Chandrashekhar grew up under the loving care of his mother Chakrani Devi, who wanted her son to be a Sanskrit scholar. From his childhood, he displayed a very strong rebellious streak. Once, when his hand was burnt during Deepavali, he did not even notice it. He studied at the local village school along with his brother Subdev, where he was tutored by Manohar Lal Trivedi. He always held high ideals and a love for justice, a quality he inherited from his father. Trivedi's son would be Chandra's mentor when his father was unable to afford to educate. It was he who took him to his home and educated him. Owing to the poor financial condition, Chandra took up a job when he was just 14 years old under the local Tehsildar Sitaram Agnihotri. However, Chandra was restless with the job and wanted to explore the world more. His mother persuaded his father to send him to Kashi to study Sanskrit. Varanasi was then the center for Sanskrit education. Students all over India flocked there. The best part was that most students from a poor background were there given free hoarding and lodging. Keeping this in mind, Sitaram Tiwari sent him to Varanasi for further studies. However, the restless Chandrashekhar could not adjust to the environment and he ran away from Kashi to the jungles of Alirajpur where his uncle lived. It was during his stay in Alirajpur that he came into contact with the Bhils, from whom he learned archery. He, however, his uncle felt that the Bhils were having a bad influence of Chandra and sent him again to Varnasi. He studied Sanskrit, but he could not bring himself to understand the complicated grammar. He loved to swim in the Ganga for hours and listening to discourses on Ramayana, Mahabharata, and hearing stories about the freedom fighters or our heroes. Just at that time on 10th December 1917, the British government introduced the Dreaded Rollout Act to suppress the growing clamor for independence. 
Its aim was to suppress political agitations under the pretext of sedition and specifically targeted the extremism Congress like Tilak Bipin Chandrapal, who along with revolutionaries like the Chapeka brothers and Kudiram Bose were considered dangerous. Under this act, police could arrest anyone anytime or place them under house arrest with no warrant and no questions asked. And soon by 1919, the country was up against the Rowlett Act and Mahatma Gandhi led the Satyagraha. Swami Shraddhananda led the Hartal in Delhi against the act and there was firing in which five Indians were killed. Punjab exploded in anger and the government there arrested Dr. Saifuddin Kichlu and Satyapal Dang. And one of the worst massacres took place on 30th April 1919 at Jallianwala Bagh by General Dyer. Even after Jallianwala Bagh, the government committed more atrocities. Native Indians were asked to crawl on the streets. People were put in carriages and placed paraded life. Indians were routinely flogged and whipped. Chandrasekhar's blood boiled at what was happening in Jallianwala Bagh and the atrocities in Punjab. The Congress held its session at Kolkata in 1920, headed by Lala Lajpatra, and passed a resolution for non-cooperation. Under the leadership of Mahatma Gandhi, the non-cooperation movement spread like wildfire all over India in 1921. Varanasi too was caught up in the movement as students boycotted classes and demonstrations were held. He left his studies and jumped into the fray. His naturally rebellious self could not hold back. Once during the station, he saw police mercilessly beating up some agitators and unable to hold back, he threw a stone at the sub-inspector which hit him hard. Though he ran away from the place, the police managed to trace him out and he was arrested. He was just a 15-year-old student when he was handcuffed and put in a dark damp spell. However, instead of breaking his spirit, it strengthened his resolve further. In the police station, he was one among the five to six odd youngsters in the group. The magistrate, Mr. Karigat, a Parsi, known for awarding very severe punishment, saw that these boys took fearlessly. He called out Chandra for throwing a stone at a police officer. Chandra was totally unperturbed. And this was what went on. Your name? Azad. Your father's name? Azadi. Where do you live? In prison. Taken by the sheer insouciance, a furious Karigat ordered 50 lashes of severe caning. It was a punishment that often the even most hard, hardened criminals could not bear, yet the pinster betrayed no fear. Stripped of his clothes except a vest and tied to a wooden plank, he took the caning that could often tear the flesh of the body. The jailer Ganda Singh was notorious for his cruelty. He relished torturing the prisoners and hearing their cries. As a cane lashed over his body, the youth cried out Mahatma Gandhi ki jai with every stroke, not one trace of anxiety or suffering as he patiently took the lash in. As the news of his bravery spread, the citizens of Benares came to receive him. Chandrasekhar Sitaram Tiwari was now Chandrasekhar Azad. His defiance at the police station and the way he received cane blows with their flinching made him a hero in Varanasi. People turned up in large numbers to see him. And his photo was published in the newspaper Mariada with his caption Brave Child Ajad along with his heroic deeds. The 15-year-old Sanskrit student Chandrasekhar Sitaram Tiwari was now the heroic revolutionary Chandrasekhar Ajad. His father was however worried and implored him to return home. Ajad by now had made him in mind that he would serve the nation and his life and was dedicated to it only. He gave up his studies and plunged headlong into the freedom movement. He had broken all his bonds with his family, his education, his life remained committed only towards India. However, when Mahatma Gandhi suspended the non-cooperation movement after the Chauri Chaura incident, many 
Like many others, Ajad was also disappointed. An astating mob had burned down a police station in the village of Chauri Chaura and this made Gandhi suspend the movement. Ajad felt that armed revolution was the only way to achieve independence and he began to come in touch with some of the rebels from Bengal. The movement was led by Sachinrinath Sanyal who organized it in Uttar Pradesh and soon the revolutionary body in UP was merged with the Anushilan Samiti and founded by Salya Sanyal under the name of Hindustan Republican Association. Influenced by the objects of the Russian Revolution in 1917, it sought to establish democratic socialist society in India. Apart from Ajad, it had other active members like Ram Prasad Bismil, Suresh Papu, Rajendranath Lahiri and Ravindra Mohankar. Ajad became a member of HRA through Pranavesh Chatterjee, a revolutionary who was impressed by his spirit. In due course, Ajad became an active member of HRA and he ensured that the membership shot up as he reached out to people. Most of these revolutionaries used to meet at the Kalyan Ashram in Benares and often covered their activities under the guise of being a music group. However, the group was facing financial constraint and money was hard to come by. Ajat took up this responsibility and began to meet influential leaders of Congress for funds. He had a good manner of speaking and many were impressed by him. Pandit Motilal Menhuru was one of those who assisted the party financially and others like Pushyotam Das Tandon, the famous writer Sharad Chandra Chatterjee. Advocate General of Kolkata, SN Sarkar, too contributed financially. However, the increasing number of members, the expenses also shot up. Ajat and his friend often had to do with meager clothing, spares food, and spend the cold winters in ordinary clothes, sometimes with no food. However, it never deterred them for their resolve. With the growing number of necessity of pistols, Ajat made a mystery as the member who was an expert in pistol making. He himself started working as an accountant in a shop to provide financially for the party. We take a break now and when we come back we take a look at Ajat's role in the Kakori conspiracy and his later life. Faced with the funds crunch, the HRA decided the only way out now was to loot the government money. The location was Kakori, a small railway station near Lucknow through which a train carrying the treasury money would pass. The idea to rob the train was conceived by Ramprasad Bismil who saw the security loopholes. And on 10th August 1925, the revolutionaries stopped the train at Kakori in night and routed it. Along with Azad, the other rebels were Rajendra Lahiri, Roshan Singh, Ashwakulla, Manmatnath Gupta and Sachindranath Bakshi. However, the government cracked down strongly and an intensive search was launched for the culprits. Many were arrested and after a long trial, four of them, Ramprasad Bismil, Ashwakulla, Rajendra Lahiri and Roshan Singh were sentenced to be hanged by death. Azad, however, was now on the run and the British were unable to capture him. Disguised as a sadhu, Azad came to Jansi via a long route that touched Khandwa and Indoor and he soon made it at his hub. The forest of Orcha near Jansi was where he began to practice his shooting skill and soon he became known as an expert marksman. Living in exile in Jansi, Azad began to recruit others for the revolution and train them in shooting. He also taught kids at nearby villages under the alias of Pandit Harishankar Brahmachari and learned driving in Jansi at the Bundelkhand motor garage. Sadashin Rao Mal Malkapurkar, Vishwanath Bhaisambhai and Bhagwandas Mahor were his close associates in Jansi. Congress leaders like Raghunath Dulekar and Sitaram Bhagwat often visited him. The HRI now had become scattered after the crackdown and death of Bismil and Ashwakulla. It was now left to Azad to recognize it. Trekking on foot through the thick jungles of central India, Azad reached Kanpur after a long and arduous journey. He reorganized HRA under the name of Hindustan Socialist Republican Army. It was Kanpur where he met Bhagat Singh Rajguru Bhadkeshwar Dutta, who would later play a crucial role. He was helped in his re-establishment by one of his close friends, Bhagavati Charan Vohra. 
the Hindustan Socialist Republican Army now vowed to take a more aggressive approach and soon the members began to be trained in bomb making and shooting. However, tragedy struck when Lala Lajpat Rai was brutally in Lati charged while leading a demonstration in Lahore. Lalaji soon died of the injuries and a furious Arjad vowed to avenge the brutality. Rushing to Lahore, he held a meeting with others and formulated a plan of action for this. Along with Bhagat Singh, Rajguru and Sukhdev, he lay in wait. He laid in wait for Saunders and support the police chiefs in Lahore who were responsible. The rebels fight short. Saunders was killed on the spot while Scott managed to escape and Lalaji was avenged. In the meantime, Bhagat Singh was arrested in 1931 and along with Sukhdev and Rajguru put on trial. Ajat once again escaped the police tracked in and by now he was one of the most wanted men ever. The occasion came in 1931 when he went to meet another revolutionary Ganesh Shankar Vidyarthi at Sitapur jail. It was Vidyarthi who registered Ajat to meet Jawaharlal Nehru at Allahabad to ask for clemency to Bhagat Singh. Hopun Nehru refused to meet Azad at Anand Bhavan in Allahabad and he walked away in frustration. Azad was sitting with his friend at Albert Park in Allahabad, planning his next course of action on February 27, 1931. However, an associate of Ajat had turned informer and the police soon came to know of his whereabouts. Arriving 80 sepoys, the police surrounded Azad and soon a gunfight broke out. One man against the whole police force, Ajat refused to surrender. He fought like a cornered tiger till the end. He kept firing at the British police with his pistol till he had just one bullet left. He placed a pistol to his temple and pulled the trigger. One of India's greatest revolutionaries, a truly brave son of Bharat, fell on the earth. He died like a man without surrendering in glory. A man who called himself Azad sacrificed his life for the Azadi of India. Chandrasekhar Azad, one of the greatest Indian revolutionaries ever, on this date when he made the supreme sacrifice for the sake of India's freedom, take time to pay a silent tribute to this great revolutionary. Naman.